0: Hey there, welcome to another episode. Today's my daughter, Jamie's 38th birthday. And so today I wanted to do a tribute to her. And I know that seems kind of weird to you because maybe it feels as if I'm just talking to and about Jamie and you don't even know her. And sure, it's for me. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It it does feel good for me to be able to talk about Jamie, not just her addiction, But I really think that you can get something out of this, especially if you also have a loved one and certainly a son or a daughter who's living with the addiction beast. Maybe you've lost somebody, perhaps even a child. And so I think maybe you can relate. And I hope that you'll share this episode with someone you know that can relate. Because this road of addiction is beyond anybody's comprehension, unless you've walked it. And especially when you're walking it with a child, no matter how old they are, right? They're still our children. And, and yes, we have to quit playing mommy at some at some point. But unfortunately, when it comes to addiction, they get stuck. And it's as if they are children. So it's just, it's, it's not, it's really not even a path you can explain to anybody. Even people close to you, even people in your own family, Unless they were living in your walk in closet where you're rolled up in a ball, bawling your eyes out, unless they lived with their heart in their throat 24 7, unless they lived with the shame and the guilt and, and the helplessness and hopelessness, the paralyzing fear, this massive hole in your heart. It'd be hard for anyone to understand. But somebody you know, sadly, does understand. So maybe this episode, maybe all of these episodes would help them. In fact, I encourage everyone to go to warriorsandhope.com and join my sisterhood. Yes, in Warriors and Hope, there are free resources you can get with our app and go and do that. If that's all you can or want to do, do that for sure. But if you join our sisterhood, it's really us getting together and doing some warrior circle where you get to hear from some of my other warriors and get some great perspectives. You get to use the nine weapons of hope and all sorts of really cool stuff. But anyway, back to the main reason that I came to you today on my daughter's birthday. I just want to let you know a little bit about her because it's so easy for us to look at people who are in this self-destructive mode or who have ultimately, you know, paid the price of living in this addiction world. Uh, but, but I, what I want to say is that I always knew who Jamie was under the weight of that addiction beast. I knew who she was. I used to say to her, I see you. I know who you are. I don't know who all, who this is, this thing that's standing in front of me and kind of looks like my daughter and is, you know, it looks like it has little horns coming out of its head. And You know, the eyes don't look the same, but I mean, gosh, the voice looks the same and sure looks like my daughter, but I don't know who that is, but I know who you are. You know what, beast, get out of the way because I know who Jamie is. And so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that today and not in a sad way, really. I mean, obviously my heart aches all the time, and this is something that I think is really important for you to know. Is that you might look at me with my smile on my face and my courage and my hope and the tools and you know all of it and think, oh, well, she's gotten past it. I will never, ever get over my daughter. Never. I will go into heaven, having not gotten over Jamie. But guess what, my friend? I don't want to get over her. Why would I want to get over her? She's my daughter. I love her more than life itself. There's no way I'm getting over her, but I'm going to take her with me. I do take her with me. She's on this journey with me. She and I weren't able to do something together in her lifetime. And that disappoints me. Sure. If I think about it, it's a big disappointment. Um, It's beyond a disappointment. It's, it's a lot of things, but the fact is here we are. And so I take her with me on this journey. And so I thought, you know, since Jamie's on this journey with me and you know something about her addiction and you know why I'm on this journey and how we connected, but I still want you to know more about her because she's more. Your son or daughter or your loved one, they are more than this addiction beast. And by the way, that's not to say that you should stay in the chaos. That's not to say that you should self-destruct with them. We always know that underneath that, 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 that person that's talking and doing illegal things and dishonest things and, and all sorts of horrible things to your family and themselves and you, that's not them. Yeah, sure. They have to take responsibility and they have to figure out how to battle this thing. Just like you have to figure out how to battle yours. And that's really what, what I teach and what I help people through, especially women helping you to find the resources and the the strength and the courage and to know you're not alone so that you can stand up and battle your own beast. Be a role model. Demonstrate. I was demonstrating to Jamie what courage looked like. Now, she got to choose what she did with that. And sadly, you know, somebody took that from us. She wasn't able to even do anything with it because somebody murdered her. I mean, it's not like... She just got to decide. And that happens, we know, in this addiction world, you know, is that there's an accidental overdose. I mean, 99% of the time or whatever percentage, people aren't trying to kill themselves. And maybe sometimes they are. And that's a whole nother sad tale. But the the fact of the matter is that it's unfortunate when there, you know, there isn't that opportunity. But, But the bottom line is you don't have any control over it. And that sucks, doesn't it? I don't even like that word, but I'm going to say it. That sucks that we don't have that control that we so desire, so wish, so want, would give anything for, right? Us moms, we would trade our lives for our children in a heartbeat, but it doesn't work like that. So here we are. I want you to know that underneath the weight of her addiction beast, that Jamie was incredible like I'm sure your loved one is too I used to joke around when she was a toddler literally a toddler that she would be the first woman president and and I didn't say it just because she she really had an overabundance of talents and abilities and gifts I mean she really got an extra dose of stuff and it was but it wasn't really even that it was that she was so headstrong and confident and capable and such a leader. That's really why I said that. I mean, even as a toddler, we could see all of this. I mean, sure, there was a list of words that she could say, and I know you don't believe me, but there's a list of words that she could say when she was nine months old. I can picture it in her baby book, but I did something really foolish one time. I decided that, you know, she was an adult and she should have some of her childhood things that that I'd been saving, my keepsakes. And one of them was her baby book. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me, it's painful when I think about it. I gave that to her and I'm sure it ended up in a dumpster somewhere. But I can picture that list. There was like, you know, 10 or 12 words on it. I'm, I'm talking words, not just babbling. Incredible. She was left-brained and right-brained. I mean, she understood concepts really, really young. Again, in her car seat, I could be driving along and see something and kind of laugh about it. And, and then she'd be back there laughing too. And we'd look at each other like, wow, she got it. She was artistic. She had this amazing singing voice. And she was athletic and, and like I said, artistic. So she had this really creative side to her. But then she was so logical and quick. Oh, man, people think I'm quick. This girl was quick. So listen, she did this really crazy thing. I don't know how she started doing it or why. And I didn't even know about it until she was, I mean, living with her addiction beast for many years. And it was a period in which she was fighting, and so she was clear-headed, but obviously she had been able to do this for a long time. I just didn't know about it. So we're sitting at my house, and it was her cousin Katie and Jamie and I. And I don't know how this came up, but at the time, of course, they were like you know flip phones with buttons on them, but uh, probably. But Jamie could do this thing where she said, you know, say say a word, and you know she would. So she would take. The letter that, the number that corresponded with the letter on the phone. So you know that when you're, you look at your phone and you look at each of the numbers on your phone has three letters that they correspond with, right? One is ABC. I'm not looking at a phone right now, but so, but, so you, you could say something like, so we said Valerie Lynn Silvera and she go six, fourth, uh, this, these aren't the right numbers. Eight, seven, nine, three, four, two. I mean that fast. She would just blurt out the numbers and we go, wait a minute, wait a minute. We, how do we know you're right? write them down. She says, so we go, we go to write them down. We can't write them quick enough. And sure in the heck, if she wasn't 100% right. So then Katie said, let's really test her. Maybe she practiced, you know, Valerie Lynn Silvera or whatever. So Katie made up a sentence and Jamie rattled it off. And the whole time Katie was going, wait, slow down, slow down. She couldn't write the numbers fast enough and they were accurate. So, I mean, she had this incredible brain. I don't know what she could have ever done with that, but it's very interesting that she had that. She loved animals. She loved babies. She was a great softball player. And she played on the select softball team. She played on the high school softball team. And we spent weekends, much to Sean's dismay, uh, at these tournaments. Mostly during the spring. I mean, weekend after weekend, even traveling. She was such an incredible person. We had so much fun together. I mean, trust me, during her addiction years, 15 years, there were some bad times, bad, bad times. I mean, I could list off a hundred of them. I could list off more of them, but I don't want to do that. There were some good times, too, in the midst of it when she would come up for air she was always, we had so much fun. And to this day, there are times when I think of funny things and the first person that go, enters my mind, oh, I'd love to tell Jamie that because Jamie would laugh. I can picture her laugh. She and her cousin, Shawnee would laugh harder than two people I've ever seen before. She did it with her friend, Megan, too. The two, the, they would just laugh and it, it was contagious. You had to laugh too. Jamie loved animals and she loved babies. And so I wonder... I wonder what she would be like today. I so wonder. You know, would she be married? If so, what would her husband be like? What would he do for a living? What would she do? Would she have gone to college? Would she own her own business? Would she just be living a simple life? Would she have children? I think so. I wonder how many. I wonder how many pets she would have. (laughs) She'd have a menagerie. I wonder how she and my daughter in law, Nikki, would get along. I know they would love each other. I wonder what their relationship would be like. I wonder what my relationship would be like with Jamie. I wonder what kind of talks we would have. And guess what, my friends? I hate it that I will never know. I hate that. That I'm never, ever going to know. It was stolen. Like so much of your life's been stolen. I don't want you to think that my heart doesn't ache. It does. My heart aches for my daughter. But I've learned to manage the hole in my heart. I've learned to live with it, embrace it, not ignore it. I don't ignore it. I used to ignore my feelings. Oh, I knew how to do that pretty well. I wasn't going to cry. I wasn't going to feel anything. I had built walls from my childhood on and nobody was going to hurt me because I knew what heartache felt like. I knew what sadness and loneliness, I, I knew what, what it felt like to have people not be there for you at a very young age and, and betray you. And I, I knew, and I was going to protect myself from that. Thankfully, I mean, this has helped me with that. I've had to allow some of these walls, at least some cracks in there, some holes that people can see through. So I wrote this poem. Now, I don't want you to think for two seconds that I'm some kind of poet because I'm not, not at all. In fact, I can remember in, in school when we had to write poetry. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like for me, roses are red, violets are blue, right? I mean, you'll, you'll see when I read you my poem, it rhymes. I mean, I, I, am not a poet, poetry person at all, but one day I thought I just was having moments where I was just sitting with that hole in my heart and I wanted to feel, and I wanted to feel sad. I needed to. I wasn't going to crawl inside the hole. That's the difference. But so I wrote this poem for Jamie and I I didn't even edit it. It literally just came out like this. And I thought, well, it's probably not going to get much better because I'm not a a poet. I'm not good at writing poetry. So please don't critique me in that way. Um, I, I just, it was just to put my feelings out there. So here's how it goes. If only I could have said goodbye, held your hand and watched you fly. Could it have made a difference to you? Would I have known what to do? I know where you are. There's no more pain. But I'm still here and it's not the same. Most of the time I seem okay. But the truth is my heart aches every day. You were the girl who had it all. Nobody would have guessed how far you'd fall. If love could have saved you, it would be done. My life's biggest accomplishment, that would be the one. When I got the news, I wanted to die, to be with you in heaven flying high. But I knew it wasn't the time for me to go. Even though I never have felt so low, the hole in my heart will never heal. I understand that's the deal. So I get up each day trying to make you proud until the moment we meet in the clouds. No matter how heartbreaking half of your life would be, I would do it all over again, you and me. Fly with the angels, my precious one, until we're together. My story's not done. I want to tell you, my friend, that your story is not done. Your story. I know you have a lot of pain and sadness. Your heart's been shattered into a million pieces. Maybe you have a permanent hole in it. I know it has been tough. Life is tough. But it seems sometimes that some of us get an extra big dose of it. Something that seems almost impossible. That situation that you never could have imagined walking through. But we are. And we can walk through it together as warriors in hope. We don't have to succumb. We don't have to be overcome. We can overcome. I'm using that word in two ways. You see that? Hey, that was pretty cool. (laughs) We can overcome the grip that grief and fear Shame and guilt, all of that has over us. We have to. I'm not just saying we can. We have to. Otherwise, what are we doing? We have to do this. We have to prove. If nothing else, you do this to prove to your loved one in addiction or that's estranged from you or whatever's going on. You prove that it's possible. You prove that courage is attainable no matter what the situation you prove that you're an overcomer, and just maybe it will give them a little incentive to do so, too. You don't know what's up ahead in your future. I had no idea. I still don't. You know, we're sitting here waiting for a murder trial. This is Jamie's eighth birthday since she was killed. It's been over seven years. And, you know, we're coming on our, our eighth anniversary of this, her, her being killed. It'll be in August and still no justice. We're not even that close to it. So we don't know what our future holds. I mean, a murder trial is not fun. I've had a preliminary hearing. Let me tell you, my friends, ain't fun. It's horrible, but I'm not going to live my life in dread. I refuse to. I love Jamie too much. I honor her too much. I know she is too much. I hope and pray the same for you. Jamie, I was going to say, if you're listening, I know you're listening. I know you're my guardian angel on this journey with me. I want you to be there for each and every one of these ladies listening. Every single one of them. Touch their hearts. Touch their souls. Send some of your angel friends to guide them, to help them. And know that I love you, Jamie, just as much today as the day you were born. That precious, incredible baby I thought would be the first woman president. Maybe you're the president of something in heaven. I can't wait to find out. I love you so much. Happy birthday, baby.